Your day weather forecast is brought to you by Bob Ruart Motors. Doing business without the hassle, all roads lead to BobRuartMotors.com. Good looking weather conditions this Saturday. Temperatures comfortable near 80. Nighttime lows going to be in the low to mid 50s. It'll be dry with hazy, smoky skies and light to breezy northwest winds. Heating up Sunday back to near 90. Likewise, Monday looking to remain dry to mostly dry. It's a slight chance of an isolated storm. Lows upper 50s. I'm meteorologist Mark Hure. This portion of Cowboy Corner is brought to you by our friends at the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, located in Oklahoma City, where they're preserving history and making memories. You're listening to Cowboy Corner. I'm Red Seagull here in the bunkhouse with Jake and Badger and Old Dan and Leon and all the rest of the boys. And I want to tell you where we're going to be for the next few weeks because I want you to come see us. On August the 14th, we'll be in Lewistown, Montana for the 35th anniversary of the Montana Cowboy Poetry Gathering. Now, we were there the first year they had it. Now, we're going to be there the 35th year. Tells you how old I am, doesn't it? Now, and on October the 22nd through the 24th is the 30th annual Red Steagall Cowboy Gathering and Western Swing Festival in the historic stockyards of Fort Worth, Texas. That's October 22 through 24 for the Red Steagall Cowboy Gathering and Western Swing Festival in Fort Worth. And every Monday night at 8.30 p.m., every Tuesday morning at 12.30 a.m., and every Saturday morning at 6 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time, join us on RFD-TV as we explore another trail somewhere west of Wall Street. For a song of inspiration, I've chosen one of ours called When He's Gathered Up the Strays. This is on our new album, Hats Off to the Cowboy. Boys, I'm ready. Here we go. I've ranged the nation's grassland from the mountains to the sea I rode with men who were cowboys to the core and I've done my share of sinning in my wild and younger days I'm paying now to even up the score and I treasure each new morning and the life he chose I look forward to the joy tomorrow brings I relive every memory of the cowboys that I've known The horses and the roundups in the spring I've got a new compadre now who's always by my side he lifts me up, he changed my sinful ways And I have a new direction As I face my twilight days I long to be in the home corral When he gathers up the strays finally got to town and finished with a Brandon in the spring but those days are far behind me and I find contentment now in the warm 
unfinished things that most men never start. There was always something missing that I never could explain until the love of Jesus filled my heart. My Lord is my compadre now, he's always by my side. He lifts me up, he changed my sinful ways. My life has new direction as I face my twilight days. I long to be in the home corral when he gathers up the strays. Gathered up the strays. I want to be in the home corral. Don't we all? Well, as my old daddy would say, we got this one softer than blowed. It's time for us to ride on out of here. We got lots of work to do. On behalf of myself, Red Steagall, and Jake, and Badger, and old Dan, and Leon, and our producer, Mr. Roger Ramsey, our executive producer, Miss Nan Kingsley, and the fellow who holds it together for all of us, Mr. Sean Studer, thanks for riding along with us. We hope we taught you something about the West, especially a cowboy that you didn't know. Cowboy Corner is brought to you by our friends at Power Service Products. Family owned and American made, helping you get the best out of your diesel with Power Service Diesel Additives. By 4-6 Ranches, horses with a history, brands with a background. By Cowboys and Indians Magazine, bringing you the beauty, the grandeur, and the drama of the American West eight times a year. By Bar G Feed Yards, located in Hereford, Texas, cattle feeding at its finest, providing quality beef for your dinner table. By the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, located in Oklahoma City, it's America's premier Western Heritage Museum, where they're preserving history and making memories. By Total Feeds, provider of total nutritional programs for all species, including humans. If you'd like to contact one of our sponsors, go to our website, cowboycorner.com, click on our sponsor page. Their logo will appear. Click onto their logo. You'll learn all you want to know about the wonderful folks who bring you Cowboy Corner each and every week. And if you'd like to add some cowboy poetry and music to your collection, give us a call. 800-420-1200 or log on to our website, cowboycorner.com. Well, before we leave, I want to give you something to think about. One of my favorite guys was Will Rogers, and he says, I don't make jokes. I just watch the government and report the facts. Sometimes it is a joke to most of us. Be sure you join us same time, same station next week for another edition of Cowboy Corner. Adios, show. Hi, everybody. I'm Jack Hanna. Since I was a boy growing up on a farm in Tennessee, I've been fascinated with animals. I'm not only in awe of their beauty and kindness, but also their tireless work ethic. Just look at the birds who gather supplies to build nests or Swiss foxes who work hard to provide for their young. Or penguins who travel up to 500 miles to secure food for their families. Or bush babies whose impressive jump allows them to navigate the trees in the wild in search of fruit. This remarkable work ethic is shared by our best friends, the canines. We know dogs as our wonderful pets at home, but because of their acute senses, they also perform life-saving work every day. Dogs keep us safe at airports. They comfort returning veterans, some of whom suffer from PTS. They work with diabetics, alerting them when there's a change in their blood chemistry. Working dogs have a variety of highly trained roles that contribute to society and help those in need. 
So please join me and American Humane in supporting our heroic working dogs and all the amazing animals on this planet we inhabit together. Go to AmericanHumane.org to learn more. Who do I perform for? I perform for all the awesome composers whose music deserves to be heard. I perform for all the stagehands who make sure I never miss a cue. I perform for our high school choir director who taught me to breathe from the diaphragm and sing from the heart. Speech, debate, theater, music, the performing arts teach valuable life lessons that typically aren't taught in the classroom. They help high school students learn leadership skills that prepare them to enjoy more satisfying, productive lives. I perform for Mrs. Evans, my high school debate coach, who has helped me become more confident than I ever dreamed possible. This message presented by the Wyoming High School Activities Association and the high school in your community. Hey, I've got a question for you. Who will you perform for? KGAB Orchard Valley Cheyenne. K258DN Orchard Valley. Breaking news, weather, sports, and talk. A town square media station. Republicans need to join Democrats to pass the bill. Fox is Lauren Blanchard. If the procedural vote gets over the hurdle, we could be looking at final passage later today or early tomorrow morning. Some Republicans are opposed to the plan, arguing it is not fully paid for. The battle between the governor of Texas and Democratic lawmakers who fled the state has reached a new level. Nearly two dozen of the Democrats who left are suing Governor Greg Abbott and other Republican officials. They claim the governor's attempts to bring them back for a special legislative session in France on their constitutional rights. Last month, the Democrats skedaddled to block a Republican-backed voting bill. The group flew from Texas to D.C. a month ago, where some members at the time were pictured together unmasked. As many as six legislators tested positive for COVID-19 shortly after landing. But their flight prevented any valid vote on the elections bill because there weren't enough members present. Fox's Jeff Paul. New COVID-19 cases are moving in the wrong direction in the U.S. Johns Hopkins University says more than 254,000 were recorded yesterday. That's the highest number since January. Hospitalizations are also up. At the Summer Games in Tokyo, U.S. track star Allison Felix earned her 11th Olympic medal after she and her teammates won the 4x400-meter relay. Of her 11 medals, seven of them are gold. America's listening to Fox News. Get all of your favorite Fox News podcasts commercial-free on Apple Podcasts with Fox News Podcasts Plus. From Dana Perino, Kennedy, Ben Dominich, The Duffies, and many more. Subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. The Fox News Rundown. Start your day with a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. A daily morning podcast going far beyond the headlines. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey, it's Will Kane, co-host of Fox & Friends Weekend. Join me every Monday and Friday as I share my thoughts on a wide range of topics from sports and pop culture to politics and business. With the help of newsmakers and personalities, I will provide you my free, unfiltered, uncancelable opinion on the hottest topics in America. The Will Kane Podcast. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. America is listening to Fox News. 
A cop killer in Texas learns his fate. A jury in Texas sentenced a man to death Friday night for the ambush murder of a San Antonio police officer in 2016. The jury deliberated for eight hours before deciding 31-year-old Otis McCain should die. He was convicted last month for the random murder of Detective Benjamin Marconi. The detective's family released a statement thanking everyone who stood by them for the past four and a half years, saying they are eternally grateful for the outpouring of kindness and support. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. A brazen shooting in New York City caught on surveillance camera. Police say a woman talking to a group of people was shot dead earlier this week. You can see a woman pulling up in a white car. She gets out, walks up behind Johnson, and shoots her in the back of the head like nothing. She then returns to her car and drives away. Reporter Jessica Formoso with Fox 5 in New York. A police source says a suspect may have been identified but has not been arrested. A development in Atlanta where a woman and her dog were stabbed to death last week inside Piedmont Park. Local media is reporting a possible witness has come forward and is cooperating with homicide detectives. Detectives have been going door to door asking people for surveillance footage. Parts of the southeast are looking soggy as a weak storm travels up the Atlantic coast. We're going to see more rain showers across parts of Florida. We had a significant amount of rain yesterday. Very rainy right along the coastal areas of Georgia into South Carolina and North Carolina. We're going to see that with us uh, throughout much of the day today. Fox meteorologist Rick Reichmuth. Some moisture is also expected in parts of the Pacific Northwest where wildfires have been burning. I'm Pam Puso, and this is Fox. Up at Cheyenne Motorsports, 2000 Westland Road, delivering fun since 1967. Your day weather forecast is brought to you by Bob Ruart Motors. Doing business without the hassle, all roads lead to BobRuartMotors.com. Good looking weather conditions this Saturday. Temperatures comfortable near 80. Nighttime low is going to be in the low to mid 50s. It'll be dry with hazy, smoky skies and light to breezy northwest winds. Heating up Sunday back to near 90. Likewise, Monday looking to remain dry to mostly dry. It's a slight chance of an isolated storm. Lows upper 50s. I'm meteorologist Mark Hure. One in three adults in America have prediabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move is called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has mama. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Betty can't say that in reverse. Sky, wheels on fire, 
Good morning, good morning. Nick the Motor Guy back here on Cargab on a rather smoky, rather like murky, uh, slightly depressing day here in Cheyenne. It's not what uh, uh, we've been used to the last few days or last few weeks. And I, I got up this morning and almost thought, oh my goodness, it's fall already. And I really hope that I'm wrong with that. But uh, I. With me today um, is Don Harold from the Cheyenne Historic Preservation Society, which is a very long and large thing to say, but does a <laughs> tremendous amount of work here in Cheyenne. Um, I've got Don on uh, for a couple of reasons, one of the major being that they are the beneficiary of Cheyenne Cruise Nights tonight. So I'm hoping that all you folks that come out to Cruise Nights and are listening will uh, come and help us out. And Don's going to spend some time with me this morning explaining why you should come out, the projects they've done. And one of them, of course, um, is near and dear to a lot of our hearts. We've talked about it here quite often, but we will get into that in a little bit. The other reason Don is here is because Max Carre, as you know, uh, has been on the show many times and has decided that Denver was more important than we are. So, um, but uh, Don has stepped in very kindly and uh, we're, we're thrilled to have him here with us. Don, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for being here. As sure I, I, I did warn you off air that I would give Max grief. Uh, <laughs> so please make sure he knows that I have been doing this. No I'm problem. sure others will. <laughs> I, it it's really is great to have you on. What you guys have done from, well, we'll mention the fountain right away. Because that is such an important piece of Cheyenne, the history up at the airport. It's such a lovely piece anyway. Um, the rescuing of the artifacts um, last year, which I can't imagine how much of a job that was. <laughs> I, I, how, do, how did you get involved? Have you been involved in kind of the history of Cheyenne for a long time? Uh, no, it's been, a, it's been an interest of mine, kind of a hobby for a long time. Um, uh, I after I retired, I, uh, I had kind of quit volunteering. I'd always volunteered here or there, but after a while, I got bored and <laughs> and uh, heard about the Historic Preservation Board. So I thought, well, let's give that a try. So yeah, and it's obviously obviously been a lot of fun, right? I've enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, um, like I say, I I've always felt obligated to kind of give back to the community one way or another yep and doing something i enjoy uh you know with with uh, the historical stuff it's perfect so have you been in cheyenne for many years i'm get, i'm assuming without giving I, away too I'm much an, i'm a native yeah so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah oh i mean we lost just lost one of our great historians and people that probably 80% of our listeners are going to know who I'm talking about here and build a boys and you were saying that you actually were in the choir with them at one stage yeah 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 <laughs> used to sing in the church choir at first Presbyterian church with him he was also a teacher at my high school yeah um, so history I'm assuming Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently he did a good job because look at you all these years later. That's right. <laughs> I, I know Max always uh, always had a heck of a problem when we, when we were on boards together with Bill. And you know, I'd be talking to you know, calling him Bill, and Max could never bring himself to do that. Mr. Du Bois. <laughs> Mr. Du Bois. 
<laughs> and of course, Bill being the person who's like, no, we're over that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you have that same problem sometimes? No. No. Um, I, I lost touch with him. I um, Last time I talked to him was about almost two years ago, but uh, um, he he remembered me and we talked about talked about school and <laughs> yeah that was one of the things that i found absolutely amazing i was with him quite a bit over the last 15 years or so and often when we'd be in an event and we'd see each other there was always several people would walk up often old students often ones who hadn't seen him in years and years and years and i never ever saw him stumped for who that person was huh. It was absolutely extraordinary. He remembered, I think, probably 90-plus percent of his students by name. Yeah, and can you imagine how many how many there were? Just yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was incredible. And just talking to him, obviously, I, I never uh, had the benefit of him as a history teacher, but just being something of a mentor over the, over the years that I was on board with him, he made things fun. And I, I'm guessing that he probably did that in history classes as well. Um, I know that the reason I love history so much is I had a, a, a extremely eccentric history teacher back when I was in school in England who made history fun. And it's something that has stayed with me uh, all my days. Yes. Um, and, and, and that's great. So you've been on the board, you said, for how long? Uh, three years now, I think. Three years. So you came in at fairly early on with the uh, restoration of the up at the airport. Well, um, no, they were they were pretty far along. As I understand, the board's been working on that for like ten years. It's well, long term. Yeah, it was, but I think it really got some legs the last three or four is when people yeah. really started to hear it. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, that I think because honestly, I was not aware. Um, until probably three, until Max became more involved. Um, and then the publicity seemed to get out there. I know the radio station here uh, featured quite often. Um, and your members did a, a great job of really getting the message out and getting funds because it was, it was a large amount of money, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I did some research on the, on the fountain and uh, I think... I think it originally cost like four thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> In what year? Nineteen thirty-six. Nineteen thirty-six. <laughs> so, for those of you listening outside the area um, who are not familiar with what we are talking about, the fountain is uh, outside the Cheyenne Airport, or outside on the, the road outside the Cheyenne Airport, and was originally. What, what What was the reason for the placement of it? Well, the. Um, Cheyenne has has a pretty amazing transportation history in general, but um, indeed, um, as far as uh, air travel, you know, uh, we got started. We are on the uh, the first air mail route mm -hmm. you know, between Chicago and and San Francisco, and that kind of continued uh, with uh, the the first passenger uh, airlines. Yep. Um, um, Boeing, Boeing Air Transport, which later became United Airlines, yep. uh, had major facilities here, maintenance facilities. Uh, the original stewardess training school was here. And um, 
1936, um, you can imagine in the depression still wasn't quite over, but the, uh, the city was excited about this great asset they had. Yes. It was, it was, uh, our airport was one of the major ones in the West for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, Denver had nothing to compare to it <laughs> at the time. So uh, the idea was they wanted to kind of beautify the the entrance to the airport. Mm -hmm. So uh, there on Eighth Avenue and still there, there there's a center uh, a center divider with the fountain in the middle of it, and that was that was uh, located, like I said, because the pride of the airport and they wanted to beautify the entrance yeah. there to the main terminal which uh the terminal and the fountain um are on the national historic register yes indeed and uh we probably can talk about the terminal a little bit if you have any thoughts as to where that's going or any knowledge for that matter the i'm sorry the, the terminal building oh, oh as it stands now, now the the original terminal is yeah. the one right behind the fountain, right uh, where the there's yeah, an okay. office building now. The other the the other terminal, um, uh, the, the board would be very interested in preserving it. As I understand, there was only um, two of those designs built in the country, and the other one is gone. Yeah, that's what I heard, and it was built in the fifties. I think so. I'm not. It's I'm got not a sure. unique roof structure. The 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 whole shape and everything. I, it would be absolutely tragic to see that go away. I think. Yeah. Now I've uh, there's I've heard a lot of suggestions, and one that that I think sounds great is to uh, if it could somehow become a transportation museum, like I said, yeah. featuring because of course Cheyenne was involved in the Transcontinental Railroad, um, Pony Express, you know, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, transportation history here in Cheyenne. Oh, it's tremendous. Well, Cheyenne exists because of the railroad in right. many ways. Right. Um, and indeed, as you said, the, the United Airlines uh, piece from the 30s onwards, and indeed the, the um, everything that happened here during the Second World War as well. Right, right. Um, and I picked up a lot of history initially when I first came to Cheyenne by going and eating at Cloud Nine. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you remember all the pictures around the restaurant. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Which had... And, that piqued my interest, and the reason I came to Cheyenne was to go to Cheyenne Aerotech. Uh, uh, so I had tremendous interest in aircraft, and so then talking to people and learning more and more of the history, and it would it would be great to see that become a successful museum, uh, much much like the depot has with yes. the railroad side, yes. um, which is has now I, pretty much become self sustaining, which is great. Yeah, that's um, it's a success for sure, and uh, and that had some pretty. That's, I'm sh if you were involved at all, and I I wasn't involved in the early days, but in the slightly after the early days, it was it was pretty shaky at times. But the city got behind, the community got behind it. Um, you mentioned volunteering for this community in many years, uh, and it's one of the things that. I am so proud of, of this community is how many people step up and give back. I've never oh. lived anywhere anywhere that does this. Yeah. 
Um, and to me, a good example of what happened last year, and we all know that 2020 was not exactly the easiest year. <laughs> uh, things like cruise nights, where we had all these people showing up and throwing money in a bucket to support our nonprofits while having some fun in downtown Cheyenne. Yeah, yeah. Have you been to a cruise night yet? Yeah, um, the last one, um, the board was a beneficiary of one of the earlier ones. Yep. And I was there for that night. Yeah, when, when you lit up the fountain for the first time, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because I remember just driving by it and thinking it was just absolutely fantastic. <laughs> and the other part of it, which was so great that night, was how many people just driving by suddenly got involved in that parking lot by the airport there when I went up several times, it was full of cars with people walking across and really enjoying the fountain and enjoying the, the you know, the fruits of all you guys' labors. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. It is. <laughs> so, um, we can't really go too much further and I, I warned Don, I'd probably bring this up because I know once we get calls, we'll probably have somebody comment on this anyway. But back in the day when the fountain was always running, there were people who may or may not have been known to put soap in it, right? <laughs> That's what I hear. <laughs> there, uh, there's no historical record. Uh, of who did it. <laughs> I blame Max right away. Gosh, I hope he's listening. <laughs> if you would like to join Don and I, if you have questions for him regarding the uh, Shine Historic Preservation Board, what are just relived memories of the fountain, that airport area, or for that matter, anything else, give us a call, 632-6500, 632-3323. For those listening out of the area on KGAB.com, one 503 participating locations does not include state local taxes or recycling fees. Advertised sales price may not be available in some states. Offer ends 83121. Whether you're planting a tree or digging a foundation, contact One Call of Wyoming at 1-800-849-2476 or 811. Call two business days before you dig. It's free and required by law. Repairs to utilities can be expensive. Cutting a gas line or electrical line can be deadly. No matter if it's weekend yard work or major construction, call One Call of Wyoming at 1-800-849-2476 or 811. Sponsored by Public Service Commission, Wyoming Association of Broadcasters in this station. How long does it take to get to the forest? That's not far. What are we going to do? Hike? Sure. Are we there yet? Yep. It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. Everybody 
And we're back on Cargab. Nick the Motor Guy back here with you on AM650 KGAB with Don Harold from the Cheyenne Historic Preservation Board. I think I called it a society earlier, but uh, they'll forgive me, I hope. Um, if you would like to join us this morning, 632-6500, 632-3323 is our second line. And um, for those listening out of the area, one 503 6500. Let's jump to the phones for the first time today. Good morning, you're on Car Gap. Am I first? You are first. You are you are special. <laughs> well, you know, I had to be first today because I uh, I wanted to I wanted to talk to you about what you're talking about and say hi to Don. Um, it's uh, it's uh, I've known Don a long time. Yeah, this is Doug Arnold, Don, just in oh, case you're yeah. wondering who this is. Hi, Doug. <laughs> How you doing, Don? Good. Did you hear your voice? Did you hear your voice on the radio? You know, it's uh, it's a fun it's a fun job, but somebody's got to do it over there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, I'm glad you guys are, are going to be joining us with crew for cruise night tonight. You know, I uh, I kind of uh, have that's kind of a near and dear thing to me, uh, having kind of been in on the ground floor of starting it and we've really enjoyed all of the different charities and organizations that have uh, joined us for for cruise night and so i'm i'm hoping we'll be able to see from one side of the parking lot to the other tonight you know just kind of the way the, the smoke is but uh, yeah yeah hopefully as long as the weather stays away i think we'll get plenty of people out though yeah Sorry, Doug. Oh, the money you raised the money you raised tonight is uh, is uh, is additional monies for other projects that you guys have, or what's what's some of the other projects you're working on besides the uh, the fountain? Well, the um, we just finished the extension of the uh, Capital North uh, Historic District, so that one's wrapped okay. up, and cool. the the fountain we're, we're hopefully. Um, we expect the major uh, maintenance on the on the terracotta sometime in October. So uh, weather weather permitting, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, as far as what's next, um, we've had a lot of proposals, but we haven't uh, we haven't dedicated anything. But there's always you know there's always something. That's <laughs> always so, which is which is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a good thing. Hey, you know, we, I heard you guys talking about the old terminal, which Don referred to, which is the big square building that's yeah. right behind the fountain, and then the the. Sorry, sorry, Doug. Go ahead. Do you remember what? Do you remember when the when the roof caved in on the on the uh, pointy the pointy um, terminal? Yeah, I do. In fact, I was I was looking for you know newspaper uh, clipping or something on it, and I was unable to find. It. But yeah, I remember when it uh, the the nose fell off. <laughs> yeah. Was that yeah. was that seventies? Uh, well, I think it was in the eighties, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it was yeah. before my time, so I'm gonna have to look at you two to uh, get some help on this one. Well, I don't want to age I Doug, do. but uh, we went to high school together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Doug and I have known each other quite a while as well, but not that long. <laughs> so I know it was in the 80s because my sister was old enough to drink. <laughs> so, so Doug, 
question for you. Were you ever guilty? Were you one of the the uh, the bubble people with the fountain? I would never, ever have put soap in that fountain. <laughs> I can't imagine you would even think that. Well, because well, it's quite easy to think that because I've hung around you with you quite a lot in the last year and a half, and you, you I, I just had this feeling you might or may may or may not have known somebody who may have been involved in that. I, I would, you know, I was I was a perfect child, and I never did anything like that. Um, no, Doug you know, Arnold. I, <laughs> Doug Arnold, the perfect child. I think any time he comes on the show, I will now introduce him like that. <laughs> I thought we had a yeah, different Doug or something. Adult, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, the reason I was pointing that, I think she was there. I think it happened. That roof came in while it was open. Um, and yeah. My sister was there. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> For stuff like that, she uh, she got her car stuck sideways in the owl in between two of the bars where the where you uh, order from. And <laughs> this is your sister, Doug. My sister. I am sure she is going to be absolutely delighted to hear you have shared this with the, the entire. She knows I share with everybody, but even even more famous, she's even more famous for making the Mini Mart on Yellowstone and Carlson a drive-through. Mini Mart. I, uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. She, she drove. She drove her car through the front doors. <laughs> well, you had to pump the brakes a couple of times. It was a '66 Chevy in it. You had to pump. It had manual brakes. Right. And uh, every now and then you'd had to pump the brake a couple of times, but she just was never really ready for it. She drove too fast. So. <laughs> Well, at least if she had to choose a building drive through, at least it was a building that's never going to be considered historic. <laughs> right. Even though it's been there forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Doug, let me throw you on hold real quick. Let me grab line two here, who's been patiently holding for us. So, all righty. Good morning, line two. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've been blamed for a lot of things in my younger days in this town, but I didn't have anything to do with the fountain. <laughs> and I had absolutely nothing to do with somebody putting the four-legged spare ribs in the WAF barracks. <laughs> but, uh, but I do have some fond memories of the airport. You know, I got off the plane there and 1971 well i fell off the plane good thing a snow drift was there <laughs> but, but uh I, my thoughts are you know i i got some you know in my later years we i worked with o howard zabel yep at the balloon family at the balloon I, family indeed i got to do a rather risque telegram at the cloud nine with gov ed watching the uh, <laughs> uh, seat of government. Yeah, yeah, Cloud yeah. Nine was the seat of government. <laughs> that yeah. that or the hitching post, right? <laughs> Interchangeable. Uh, he had a he had a special special bottle sitting up on the shelf for him. But being from Kentucky, I knew what that was. <laughs> so he bought me a he bought me a drink there. Actually, he bought two of them. I don't know if he knew that, but. Uh, <laughs> My thought is, uh, if they get rid of that uh, security building, that's what ruined the view and and brought down the 
McLeod 9 and the restaurant and everything else, they get rid of that where people could see the planes coming in again. That could come back, and the downstairs mm-hmm. could be, uh, they could make that into a museum. Very much so. Um, and, yeah. and I don't see why they would keep the security building because it's uh, completely unnecessary now. Yeah. Um, it probably just hasn't been moved because it hasn't been moved. Um, but uh, it's, it's going to take somebody with some vision and quite honestly some fairly deep pockets uh, to, to, to do that. And that may also mean that the community may have to decide whether it wants to step up to, right. uh, to, to rescue it. I mean, much like the when I came to town uh, 30 years ago, the UP Depot was derelict, basically. Um, and we've talked about this many times on the show over the years, but uh, it took uh, things like the announcement they were going to build a 40-foot neon cowgirl on its side and things like that, which got everybody up in arms, <laughs> got the community <laughs> pointed in the right direction to support the depot and look at what it's become today with Depot Square and so many people in downtown on many nights during the, during the year. So I think that's going to be the same thing that will probably be necessary to at least get the the old airport terminal uh, headed in the right direction. Um, and if any of you listening have ideas, <laughs> share them, because I'm sure everybody <laughs> here would love to see that building survive, because it, as Don said, it's the last piece of that type of architecture. The only other one's gone. That's what well, I understand, yeah. yes. Like I said, you know, if they, they got rid of that building, I think, uh, and let it be known that uh, Cloud9 was available again, I, you know, there are entrepreneurs out there that would that would do something with it. Anyway, uh, guys, thanks for what you do do, and, uh, uh, you know, I, could, I would come out of retirement, but I can't stand on the tables like I used to. <laughs> <laughs> Take care now. Thank you very much for calling. Great call. Take care. Well, that was fun. I haven't had the heard the name Howard Zabel and the Balloon Family in a while. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I knew knew Howard quite well. We did there. He did, he was he was always driving some old jalopy of some kind, which I <laughs> seem to end up working on quite frequently. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, jump. No, we got another call coming, Doug. Hang on for me, okay? Okay. All righty. And we're going to jump to line two again. Good morning. You're on CarGab. Oh, happy Saturday from your friendly neighborhood domestic terrorist. Hello. How are you this morning? Well, uh, I'm glad you got the guy from the Historic Preservation Society on. Um and I'm I'm really glad that so much of Cheyenne's history is you know being looked starting to be looked after. Yeah. Uh, my I've been kind of a quiet fanatic of of history. And you haven't been so terribly far. quiet typically on this show, but you are certainly a fanatic. Well, <laughs> Well, yeah, because, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I've seen all the things that our forebears built and worked their butts off and, and uh, gave their all to put there f- for us. Yep. And uh, I 
kind of don't like seeing that sort of thing gone away, and all of their efforts have been for naught. Uh, I think I, so. I have an abided abiding interest in things like you know. Well, why else am I a member of the Nickel Plate Society? Because we had a good thing that has been uh, being trying to be swept under the rug, and I'm trying to keep it from being swept under the rug. Indeed. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. I know. It's and it really to me the Shine Historic Preservation Board. And um, please put, correct me, but I mean, we talked a little bit earlier. You've been involved the last three years. I've been involved in a lot in this town the last 20 years, particularly the last 15. I was not really aware of what you guys did up to about the last three to five years. And it's uh, all, of you, all of you that are involved now are really doing a great job of letting people know, hey, we're here look what we're doing i mean you got some great articles when you were rescuing everything from the uh carry building yeah Carrie yeah, Carrie. Uh-huh. i mean you guys went in there i'm sure that was a horrendous job but to go in there and rescue some piece of that before it disappeared was was fantastic yeah the um <clears throat> it's it was quite a shame to because the building just um disintegrated basically was left unmaintained and yep. um the roof caved in and the pigeons moved in and um it was pretty bad it was i i remember going in there when it was z's furniture back in the 90s and it wasn't in great shape even then you could tell it was yeah. it was struggling um and we have lost the carry building unfortunately um now but you were able to go in there and get some of the items before it they were just thrown away yeah yeah and the um the um uh, state museum uh took some of the items the city retained some uh that they have on display in the new courthouse building Mm -hmm. and then we used we used the items as uh fundraisers we auctioned them off uh to raise money great and so you you've raised money you've obviously the fountain um has cost a lot of money we would talk about it earlier four thousand dollars to build but we never got <laughs> what it cost to rebuild oh. <laughs> <laughs> so four grand in 1936 is what money today to rebuild the thing Ah, uh, you got put me on the spot i don't i don't have the numbers but uh yeah multiply that by three or four <laughs> yeah and and some and then of course the regular maintenance that, that will take well, that was quick keep that keep that item going hey skits i'm gonna let you go okay i'm gonna just looks like sounds like he's busy so <laughs> anyway doug are you still with us yeah i'm still here all righty you talked him into boredom <laughs> yeah no apparently <laughs> Which is hard to do. Hard to do. Yeah, but with both of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm used to being on hold. Yeah, I know. Well, I, do, I still got to keep the show going, my friend. That's right. Hey, that's my about, job. What about food coloring? Food coloring. I had heard. I I wouldn't know anything about it because I wasn't here, and I I've always been a very sensible good child you understand um so someone put food coloring in at once it wasn't me it wasn't me 
I'm sure it's 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 too tempting. It's like a attractive nuisance, yeah. isn't that what they call it? <laughs> That's right. And and I also didn't I also didn't food color any chickens blue. Never did that either. Never. <laughs> uh, go Indians. Yeah. <laughs> so, Don, do you remember Tim Keeney? Oh yeah. Remember? Yeah. So, just so you know, he's. He's the culprit of the blue chicken. <laughs> it's his idea. Wasn't, wasn't there a picture in the annual? Uh... There is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With him holding the blue chicken. chicken, I think you're in the picture. I think you're in the picture too. Oh yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. You'll have to go look. <laughs> oh, the the history of Cheyenne that gets things brought up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, you know, we were just normal. We were just normal kids growing up in a small town. You know, we we had to find something to keep us busy. Well, you know, and coloring chickens and fountains and and well, all, also all went along again with cruising, right? Well, yeah, we did. I cruised anyway. I'm sure Don did too. But uh, you know, it's kind of funny. And and when we were in school, and correct me if I'm wrong, Don, but you know. Don and I knew each other, but we didn't really hang out with each other. We didn't. We didn't do anything. We were in different groups. We were in a different yeah, group. As happens, but we, yeah. But we knew each other. We. I knew who he was, and he knew I was mostly because we both had curly hair, and we <laughs> had both had like big curly hair. You know, afros. Yeah. Well, looking at so, Don in the studio and knowing you now, Don Don still does have lots of curly hair. <laughs> Um, you have, you I've, got a, I've got a hat on, Doug. <laughs> yeah. His top looks just like mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, anyway, I never thought well, about it, but uh, our experience through school had a lot to do with uh, historic buildings. Um, when Doug and I were at uh, McCormick, which is now the Emerson building, the fire marshal condemned it. Um, <laughs> And the same thing happened when uh, our high school, which is the now the uh, the, the district offices. Yeah, the administration offices, yeah. Fire marshal shut that one down. So we went on uh, three shifts. <laughs> no lockers. You had to carry all your books. <laughs> so so, so you guys real. basically got two buildings condemned while going to school. Yeah, lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I virtually went to split session all the way from second grade because I went to grade school at Hobbs and they were building Davis there was over the, that area it was just like the east side of town is now where they were just building houses all over the place and so they had to build Davis and there was a two-year period in there where we went split session the Davis <laughs> kids went in the morning and we went in the afternoon so I went through split session grade school <laughs> junior high and high school all three so it, <clears throat> It's pretty crazy. Yeah, and my son, when they were rebuilding Davis, what was that, a few years ago now? Okay, he's 17, so six, seven, eight, eight years ago. Um, ended up going to school at Cary, at the old Eastridge. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, while, while they tore, tore the Davis down that was, apparently was being built when you were at school. I'm not dating you or anything, guys, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it no longer stands. <laughs> well, yeah, there, there's a lot of schools that have been torn down, 
But Hobbs is one of the schools that's one of the original schools still. And it's it's they've built on to it obviously, but uh, it's still over in Indian Hills. It's yep. one of the original schools that was built and I think it was built in nineteen fifty nine. Fifty nine or sixty. And it, when was so, Jessup done? Was that around the same time? Same about the same time. Hobbs if you look at Hobbs and Jessup and some of the older schools that are over east, Bags and uh, Dildine, they were very similar buildings yeah. built by the in the same period time period. So Cheyenne grew a lot in the in the fifth the late 50s early 60s mid 60s you know there was a lot of new air you know what we call different housing areas and uh, don can attest to that it just uh, used to be everything was really close in and the grade schools were all downtown but they had to make them out in outlying areas which are now in the middle of town right yeah (laughs) look how it's growing now hey guys i need to take a quick Motorsports.com or see the CF Moto lineup at Cheyenne Motorsports, 2000 Westland Road, delivering fun since 1967. Your day weather forecast is brought to you by Bob Ruart Motors. Doing business without the hassle, all roads lead to BobRuartMotors.com. Good looking weather conditions this Saturday. Temperatures comfortable near 80. Nighttime lows going to be in the low to mid 50s. It'll be dry with hazy, smoky skies and light to breezy northwest winds. Heating up Sunday back to near 90. Likewise, Monday looking to remain dry to mostly dry. It's a slight chance of an isolated storm. Lows upper 50s. I'm meteorologist Mark Hure. Obstructive sleep apnea may sound like snoring, but it can also sound like a car crash. Those suffering from sleep apnea are seven times more likely to be involved in or cause a fatal car accident, 20 times more likely to suffer from high blood pressure, eight times more likely to suffer a stroke, and 10 times more likely to suffer a heart attack in their sleep. While it may only sound like snoring, sleep apnea is a serious and even life-threatening condition. But it can be successfully treated. Consult with an oral and facial surgeon as part of a sleep medicine team to find out if your snoring is more than just snoring. Oral and facial surgeons are the experts in face, mouth, and jaw surgery. Learn more about obstructive sleep apnea at myoms.org. It took me a long time to be able to say Chandler has cancer because that is such a scary word. St. Jude takes care of absolutely everything. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. St. Jude allowed me to focus on being a mom to Bryce. And sometimes I'm just in awe of the impact St. Jude has, not only on this community, but the world. St. Jude is uniquely positioned to advance the cures of pediatric cancer, I think better than any other institution in the world. The contributions make a big difference. Donors are important to us because you get the feeling that you have a team behind you. We have the resources and we have the focus. And so if St. Jude doesn't do it, who will? St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Sensory sensitivity, repetitious behavior, lack of eye contact. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.
Nick the Motor Guy back here on Cargab AM650 KGAB with Don Harold from the Cheyenne Historic Preservation Board uh, and Doug Arnold is still hanging out on line one. We are, uh, of course, we have cruise nights tonight. One of the reasons that Don is on today is we are going to be celebrating you guys tonight. We're going to raise lots of money for you to be able to do things like the fountain. Um, and you've still got, I know, maintenance costs, a lot of maintenance costs to keep that fountain going over then hopefully forever. Yeah, at least for a long, yeah. long time ahead of us. Uh, and No, we, uh, we really appreciate uh, the chance to be featured at, at Cruise Nights. You know, I was thinking... Um, uh, the people that, that love cruise nights have something in common with us. I mean, restoring historic uh, items. Yeah, absolutely. And a lesson, I guess a lesson that they can identify with, that we can identify with, is it takes some money. I it mean, does. The, that original purchase price of that 66 Chevy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to cost you more to get it back on the road. <laughs> uh, indeed, yeah. Every time I get involved in one of these, I'm going, why? I mean, you drive it and you get that. It just like that, that night when uh, we uh, celebrated the Historic Preservation Board last year and you guys lit the fountain up, it suddenly made so much more sense. And I know that that night, um, you guys did pretty well in selling ornaments and yeah. raising money. And uh, I mean, it, it, went, it went really well. And I sincerely hope that the same as tonight. Are you lighting the fountain up tonight? Yeah, yeah, it'll be running. It'll be running. Great. <laughs> so, you know, we do have a large number of people, believe it or not, listening all around the world because this is broadcast on the internet as well as over the air. So for those out there who now roughly know that the fountain sits in the middle of a road on an island it, describe this fountain to us because it's not just a jet of water coming out of the ground is it no no it's and it's a art deco design um i guess to visualize it to think of the empire state building or the chrysler building you know that yep. kind of look um it's a, a cream colored terracotta uh, there's two basins. Um, the the water squirts from the top basin down to the bottom, and and um, it's also lit all yep. around. And then there's a there's a beacon light on the top, which kind of represents you know like a, a airport beacon. Yep. But um, and when, it's fairly large. I mean, it's not a small. No, it's small yeah, it's good size. It's a good size. What what's the height on it? Probably. I'm getting eight. I'm just trying to visualize myself standing in front of it. So it's probably 10, 10, 10 feet. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And then probably not far off the same around. Right. Um, it is a really beautiful structure. And then there's in the terracotta, you've got um, pictures of, because you've got carvings into it, right? Yeah. The, um, in fact, the, the plane that's featured on the, on the, uh, carving on the uh, fountain was uh, the current in 1936 it was the uh, the current uh, passenger vehicle used by United yeah so when it was put up that was the latest technology the latest greatest <laughs> technology <laughs> and uh, of course as you said maintained because uh, one of the reasons Cheyenne was chosen was because the planes kind of staggered over the Rockies, and this was the closest place to get them in and get them looked after. 
Yeah, until until planes could fly over, they had to stop. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where they stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and with the... Uh, I mean, when you look at the airport, obviously you've got the the original um, uh, building. You've got the uh, second structure, which we've been talking about. But you've also got some pretty great buildings in the maintenance hangar right there as well. Yeah, and um, the there was a lot there was a lot more to that to that maintenance structure. But yes, it's, the, the hangar that remains is is also historical. It's absolutely beautiful. Any time I remember, again when I came here, when I first came to Cheyenne, I had actually flown into Cheyenne to meet with Cheyenne Aerotech and see if that was what I was going to do with myself, um, and immediately taken by that building again because it's a, it's a, it's a big hangar, um, it's brick and it really is beautiful. I, I, I'd love to see more done with that. Yeah. Um, is there's a business operating out of it now? Um, I'm not sure. Because, yeah, I'm not sure either. I know that uh, a few years ago when we were doing one of the Shine Wheels for Charity cars, we actually used that building uh, to do the interviews and unveil the car and stuff on the video we did that. And it was great to just be inside that structure. It was really cool. I'm just looking at time. I, I believe in the Westland Road, Motor City, Cheyenne, and experience the holiday difference, the beginning of hassle-free driving. So how are things? Family good? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing well. well. Hey, we missed you at the game last week. Is everything all right? I, uh, I just haven't been feeling like me lately. You know I'm here for you, right? And there's support too. That's a cut. Beautiful, fellas. Beautiful. Acting is one thing. Talking about suicide in real life is another. In the military, you take challenges head on. And now it's your turn to do the same for our veterans. Be there for someone you care about. Learn how you can start the conversation at BeThereForVeterans.com. Hi, I'm IC. For many former servicemen and women with post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injury, the battle doesn't always end when they come home. American Humane rescues animals needing forever homes and trains them to become free, life-saving service dogs for veterans in need. If you're a veteran or know a veteran struggling, Go to AmericanHumane.org to learn about their Pups for Patriots program. Let's give our veterans a fighting chance.
back, AM 650, KGAB, with Don Harold, Doug Arnold still on the phone. We're just finishing up the first hour of the show. Um, yes, we've gone through a whole hour, Doug. We have. Yeah. And I've just been trying to learn how to use it. Have you ever used one? I have. This actually ties pretty well. I just asked Don what, what, what he did, and he was... As you said, he was one of the original IT guys. <laughs> and you were saying you yeah. worked for the state, and when you started, you were doing what? Well, we were we were picking up typewriters and setting down PCs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, to, to some people who weren't terribly thrilled with that, right? No, uh, there were uh, people were upset with their managers. Uh, <laughs> They wanted their IBM Selectric back. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, we are going into the top of the new, top of the hour news here. So, uh, Doug, I'm going to let you go. We'll uh, see hey. you tonight. Yep, I'll see you tonight. You too, Don. Good. Yep, I'll be there. Yep, that's great. And uh, Don, uh, you, you want to hang out, or you're going to let me carry on? Whatever you want to do, I'm I'm good with it either way. <laughs> We'll decide, so we'll give you a surprise when we get back here on AM650 KGAB. investigation. I'm Pam Huso, Fox News. That's what the sheriff in Albany County, New York, says about the criminal complaint leveled against Governor Andrew Cuomo by a former aide. The sheriff is expected to hold a news conference this hour, but tweeted earlier that details will be limited. The governor is facing growing calls to step down following the release of a report that details multiple allegations of sexual harassment. Defense attorney Rita Glavin argues out of the dozens of interviews conducted, only 41 were done under oath. What I understand that to mean, and again, ask the attorney general investigators here, is that the vast majority of the interviews were not transcribed. The governor, who remains defiant, was spotted this morning walking his dog outside the governor's mansion. Test votes are expected in the Senate, where the end game is a trillion-dollar bipartisan infrastructure proposal. Many Republicans remain opposed, saying it will only add to inflation. Now is the time to act on inflation, but I think we ought to use the tools that we in Congress have. Like, for example, not passing the bill that he's supporting right now, which is a $1.2 trillion inflation bomb being dropped on an already carpet-bombed economy. Senator Mike Lee of Utah speaking to Fox's Neil Cavuto. As the Olympic Games come to a close in Tokyo, President Biden is thanking Team USA. He released a video on Twitter. Beyond the medals and the results, it reminds us that we are stronger than we ever thought we were. As sports often do, it raises issues that we should all care about, like our physical and mental wellness. The U.S. has earned 108 medals at the Summer Games. 36 of them are gold. America's listening to Fox News. 
from the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey, this is Trey Gowdy, host of the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Every Tuesday, you'll hear what's on my mind. Plus, every Thursday, there's a special bonus episode where we answer the questions that are on your mind. Make sure to spend your Tuesdays and Thursdays with Trey. Subscribe now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Hope to see you. America's listening to Fox News. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, it's the Fox News Rundown. Start your day with a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. A daily morning podcast going far beyond the headlines. Tapping into the massive reporting resources of Fox News to provide a full picture of the news of the day. I'm Dana Perino. I'm Brett Baer. I'm Jessica Tarlov. I'm Chris Wallace, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. As COVID-19 cases climb in the U.S., there's been lots of focus on the upcoming school year. In Florida, where new infections are skyrocketing, Governor Ron DeSantis has banned mask mandates at schools, and Republican State Senator Manny Diaz Jr. tells Fox and Friends he agrees. So the governor has been, Governor DeSantis has been very adamant that he's going to protect parents' rights to decide the health decisions and the school decisions of the children in the state of Florida. In New Jersey, Governor Phil Murphy announced yesterday that masks will be required for all students and staff. This is not an announcement that gives any of us or me personally any pleasure. But as the school year approaches and with the numbers rapidly increasing, it is the one that we need to make. Nationwide, Johns Hopkins says there were more than 254,000 new COVID-19 cases tallied yesterday. We haven't seen those levels since the winter. For the past 18 months or so, millions of Americans have been working from home. And for many, that will continue into the fall. COVID cases have been rising in all 50 states with the spread of the Delta variant. And the concern is prompting these companies to delay or upend their return to work plans. Recent surveys are showing that most major companies with over 10,000 employees are encouraging vaccination, but they're not mandating it. And the number of companies planning to reopen their offices in the in quarter three has fallen, according to CNBC. Now, some of the biggest names include BlackRock, Wells Fargo, some other Wall Street firms, also Amazon, Microsoft, Google, Apple, Indeed, Twitter, Uber, Lyft, Viacom, CBS, DoorDash, New York Times, and Overstock. Fox's Jackie Heinrich. Lots of uncertainty in Northern California, where the Dixie Fire is threatening more than 10,000 structures. It's the third largest wildfire. On Westland Road, Motor City, Cheyenne, and experience the holiday difference. The beginning of hassle-free driving. Your day weather forecast is brought to you by Bob Ruart Motors. Doing business without the hassle, all roads lead to BobRuartMotors.com. Good looking weather conditions this Saturday. Temperatures comfortable near 80. Nighttime lows going to be in the low to mid 50s. It'll be dry with hazy smoky skies and light to breezy northwest winds. Heating up Sunday back to near 90. Likewise Monday looking to remain dry to mostly dry. It's a slight chance of an isolated storm. Lows upper 50s. I'm meteorologist Mark Hewer. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting a Teenager. Learning the Lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council.
Nick the Motor Guy back here on AM650 KGAB with Car Gab. It's been a, a we, it's been more airplane gab today or fountain gab, but we are doing cruise nights tonight for the Shine Historic Preservation Board. I have Don Harold with me. We've been chatting about the fountain, um, the history behind it, why it's important to save it, um, the structure of it, because I suddenly realized, of course, here we are chatting away on radio with absolutely no description of what you guys actually did and why it was so important. So thank you for for uh, helping me with that. Oh, sure. Um, and for, if you ever, for those of you listening out of the area, when you when you come to Cheyenne, make sure you come and take a look at it. It really is just a, a lovely piece of history um, and something. And thank you to everything that you guys have done, working with the airport board and with the city, which I'm sure is never fun because <laughs> you're still working with political entities. But you guys have done a great job, and you've brought it back to life. I can't wait to see it uh, running again tonight it's uh and what i will do for those folks listening who have not seen is i'll make sure i grab some pictures tonight and i'll put them up on the cargab facebook page so then then you can see why it's so important uh to 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 have things and organizations like uh the one that don's part of and we're gonna get into a little bit about what else you have done and one of the things is historic districts so I know they're historic districts. I've seen the signs. And you spoke about earlier that uh, the expansion of the North Side Historic Districts. Uh, Capital North. Capital yeah. North. So, what is a historic district and why? Okay, the um, historic district um, is a, is a uh, national designation. Um, it's intended to preserve preserve uh, neighborhoods um, homeowners uh, are limited to uh, not be able to tear down uh, those structure. structures and um, uh, s- s- although they there can be uh, changes and changes in paint color and additions and that kind of thing mm-hmm. it's uh, it mostly to to uh, protect the historical integrity of the neighborhood and and um, we have some we have some beautiful old neighborhoods here in Cheyenne uh, classic houses all kinds of different architectural styles and um, the uh, the board has been involved in that for many years uh, don't quote me I think there's seven districts now but the most recent one was the capital north which was an extension. There was a the neighborhood north of the Capitol building, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, this latest edition extended it out to Pershing. Boulevard. Okay. So picked up um, um, six or seven blocks, eight blocks additional. All the all the way up to Pershing. So anything north of Pershing is it its own district, or it, it's not under any kind of district at the moment. <sighs> There's an, there is another district up there um, in the avenues. In the avenues, yeah. I, I guess there had to be because, again, there's some really interesting architecture out there. There's some really cool houses throughout, as you said, throughout our, our, our um, town. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of the rule of thumb uh, uh, in, with historical preservation is, is things need to be uh, at least 20 years old. Well, 
There's a lot of... <laughs> oh, gosh, you, you, you just made me feel low because I've been here nearly 30. <laughs> but uh, um, one thing we've looked at, and we haven't haven't gotten off the ground with it yet, but uh, have what they call mid-mod, which yes. is, which is uh, maybe 1955 to 65, kind yeah, of. Yeah, 65, late, into the late 60s. My daughter owns a house in Laramie, which is 67, but it's very much mid-mod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, people, people think historical has to be 100 years old. Well, that's not that's not true no because everything will be historical eventually if it <laughs> if it hangs around yeah including ourselves <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's very true and i'm I, I, from the automotive side which has always fascinated me and talking on this show over the last 14 almost 15 years now um the the just the old gas stations Right. So, so the old motels um, that were all the way along Lincoln Way, some of the old cafes. I always think of when I first came to town, it had closed, but it was still standing, was the Hatched Egg oh, out uh, on South Greeley. Yeah. Um, which I remember driving by there. And in those days, there were a bunch of old 50s cars still parked outside. <laughs> it was like somebody had just frozen that building in time. You almost expect to see somebody with a tray of food still just kind of frozen in the window as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, and those built, and a lot of them have disappeared. But again, that mid-mod side, uh, well, and really the airport terminal building would be an, yeah. another piece which really fits that sure that description i would think yeah uh you know i and when i look at some of the old gas stations and many of them are gone now um both but two of my businesses um were started in old gas stations midas is still there it was i believe an old chevron station um, Cheyenne Sports Center, Cheyenne Motorsports, has now started in the Phillips 66 gas station by <laughs> uh, the Richardson family, who we, Brooke and I purchased uh, the, the business from Phil. But yeah. Phil and Dean and their father started the first Kawasaki dealership, one of the earliest Kawasaki dealerships in the country. I want to say it was number eight or something. Huh. Um, in Overland Service, which is in the was in the Phillips sixty six gas station, which is where AutoZone now stands. Yeah, no, they used to have the neighborhood gas station. There yeah. was there was one within three or four blocks wherever you lived. <laughs> yeah, and you think of which ones are still in existence in some kind of building? I mean, Midas is. If you ever look at Midas, it's a big steel building, but actually. Inside that steel building is the original gas station. Huh. It was, so the original gas station was a three bay. In fact, the safe for the original gas station was one of those that was set into the floor. It is still in that building. Huh. Yeah. Um, right by the front door. <laughs> I, I can't get it open. But, <laughs> but that, what happened when uh, Bob and Judy Burge in the 70s started Midas, they needed more room and they in 1980 81 they built that big steel building and left the original structure inside it huh. so the office and the three bays are the original um old gas station 
um, yeah. service center. Yeah. And then all the other bays are the steel building. <laughs> <laughs> and our storage is the roof of yeah. the original building. Huh. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, well, as, as I got older, I found myself saying, oh, this used to be that, and this used to be that, and this is where this was originally. And, you know, kind of, when you become historical yourself, it uh, it prompts your interest. In it, it does. So <laughs> that age of myself being here 30 years, I find myself driving down Lincoln Way, and even more so recently with the demise of Big Boy slash Paul Richards. Oh, right, yeah. Um, it was Paul Richards when I got to town, but I've been seeing the pictures in Paul Richards itself of when it was the Big Boy restaurant. Right, right. Yeah, I used to go, used to eat there. <laughs> I'm sure. So did you ever eat and eat hatched egg? I got to ask, because I don't know why that building is stuck with me, but it's one that I just always remember driving driving south and looking at that building and going wow it's like somebody just stopped time it's one day somebody locked the door and nothing changed for years i don't think so um i remember the old a and w that was on the south side and that i think the building is still there but uh yeah the built yes indeed when my uncle was barely there when my uncle was in town i think he wanted to get out of the house so he'd take us kids down to A&W for root beer. <laughs> <laughs> we still have a caller holding, so let's jump to line one. If you would like to join us this morning, 632 Good morning, on Cargav. Oh, this would be your neighborhood domestic terrorist checking in. Came back again, yes. Yes, I I did. Uh, The uh, technology seems to be kind of spotty and intermittent, so I was going to humbly request permission to kind of camp out. But uh, I have, over my 60-plus years, become very well apprised of the fact that Anyone or anything that brings joy and is good and works is going to be replaced by something that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and uh, part of my motivation in doing things like the Nickel Plate Society and hanging on to pickup trucks like Spike, Mighty Mouse, and Nancy is uh, basically my penchant for spitting in the face of progress. Uh, the uh, effort uh, of the uh, uh, some people to uh, wipe out history and sweep it under the rug and uh, people like us are saying not quite so fast we're 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 gonna kind of buck this trend a little bit and uh, i'm proud to say that nick has sort of joined the ranks uh, ergo, his nickname is Skits Junior. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to kill both you and Mr. Royer. <laughs> but thank you for that. No, I, I and and part of the fun of this show has always been a lot of people calling in about the history, particularly from the automotive side, um, the railroad. I mean, of course, we had Big Boy pull out. Uh, Yesterday, I believe, day before, I was losing time. I haven't been in town, so, but I, so much history here, I, and we've actually, we've actually done. I feel, as a community, a pretty good job of rescuing a lot of it. I mean, you look at what happened with the depot. 
Union Pacific has been thank you to Union Pacific for what they've done with the Roundhouse and the Steam program. I mean, that's been tremendous. I mean, it, a lot of people don't realize who live in Cheyenne. But one of the few things I knew about Cheyenne before I suddenly realized I was going to move here was that this railroad history is a mecca to railroad enthusiasts the world over. Oh, yeah. I, it really is. It's a very, very, very special place. And to have things like the depot still here, to have things like the Roundhouse and the UP Steam program, which I fervently hope and pray continues for many, 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 many years. Uh, it's very special for Cheyenne that we still have that. Um, you know, and then you look at the organizations, what you guys do, uh, what the uh, Friends of the Atlas have done and what they've done with the Atlas Theater. To, yes. <clears throat> I mean, what they've done over the last 10 years with the Atlas Theater is, is just fantastic. I went to a, the melodrama here. I mean, it, you know, it's kind of part of going every year, but uh, that theater has just got better and better and better and better. And that uh, every time you go to the melodrama, I don't know why I forget that when I go to the Atlas, that fabulous asbestos curtain. Oh, yeah. That yeah. they let down. Before. And for those of you who uh, have never been to the Atlas Theatre or are not familiar with it, it's, and I'm probably going to get the year wrong, but it's 1890s. Yeah. I believe it's yeah. right, uh, right on Lincoln Way. It's a fabulous building. Uh, and it's a small theatre. And when you look, when you go in, there's the protect and asbestos curtain from the old days with imprints of all the merchants that were around when the atlas was first going um none are with us although there are family names on there that you can recognize <laughs> because there are streets down <laughs> right. but it's it's a lovely piece of history and in my travels i don't think i've ever seen the like anywhere else i'm sure they're out there but they're rare yeah yeah, and it's, it's um, you know, from a practical point of view, just dollars and cents, you know, ask your accountant, there's not any practical reason to restore a building or to no. restore a car. No, you're it, absolutely it right. It doesn't make sense. It's it's going to cost you more than the thing is, is worth. Typically. But it teaches a lesson about value. There's different values. There are. I, you know, and it's the same as... When we have a museum, and museums are incredibly important, they 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 um, keep our heritage going. They're wonderful um, joy of life uh, things for our communities. The one thing they're never going to be is profit centers, right? Uh, be it <laughs> transportation museum, aircraft museum, but they are so important for the structure and pride of a city and i think we we have done such a great job with that in many places and continue to do so there are still some people who uh, are prepared to entrepreneurs who are prepared to take the risk take an old building completely restore it i mean we i've got to give uh, a nod to sam galliotis mm -hmm. and what he has done with the met uh, which is for the again for you folks outside of Cheyenne is a local restaurant that was on a corner block actually right across from where the carry building, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was uh Walgreens when I was a kid, 
Was it really? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. When I got to town, I want to say that was Shippy's Coffee Shop. Or it might have yeah. been, Bra- or it might have been Brown Shoes. Brown Shoes was in there. Yeah. Brown Shoes was in there. I think when they first came to town, and it was Shippy's, <laughs> Shippy's Coffee Shop. You, I, and the only reason I remember Shippy's Coffee Shop is he ran around in a bright pink, forties uh, or fifties Willis Jeep. <laughs> I remember everything with vehicles. <laughs> but what he's done with, I mean, and I, I talked to people involved in that project and i mean it was almost terrifying every time they touched another wall they found another not so much disaster but another piece of strange architecture behind it yeah yeah no there's a been a lot of 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 good uh things going on downtown um for for the board i'm also liaison to the downtown development okay to dda yeah dda and uh yeah there's there's interest in in um, restoring buildings to their to their you know original uh, appearance. Yeah. Whereas we talk about mid mod back in those days, the idea was well, like the carry block, cover it with pink uh, yeah. pink uh, steel, you know, and <laughs> awful. And, and uh, yeah, there was some some terrible things done to beautiful historic buildings during Whoa. that period just you know needs to look new let's right let's make it look modern we don't want to we don't want to be associated with something that's 100 years old but uh i think things are changing because uh, people are interested in when you're starting to see things move I and mean, you've seen the um things like the mets uh the the bell building is now being worked on is that correct i mean that is that project seems to be moving forward which is great um again the uh well in the last couple of days we've had the handover to a new owner of the albany um when it sounds like that is going to continue to be looked after and be a huge part of our community which is wonderful yeah um, I mean that that restaurant had been in that family for eighty years. <laughs> um, first place, I think, first place I ever ate in when I came to Cheyenne was the Albany. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of people could probably relate to that because it kind of one of the centerpiece okay. restaurants of the town. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, anyway, let's. I, I know you're only going to stay for a little bit, but believe it or not, we've gone through another half an hour. Uh, so we are going to take a quick break here and we'll be back to talk more about uh, the history of Cheyenne. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about cruise nights because, again, Cheyenne, Cheyenne Historic Preservation Board. I'm going to manage to get through that without stumbling over it by the end of the show. Um, <laughs> is the featured charity for tonight. And all their work that they have been able to do has been funded by things such as donations. So that's a big part of what we're going to try and look for tonight. We'll talk about that and maybe some Christmas decor. Progressive. Mmm, savings you can use to buy more robes. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Exception not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Stuck down. Everybody's saying that there's nobody meaner than the little old lady from Pasadena. 
Cargab on AM650, KGB, Nick the Motor Guy, back with you with Don Harrell from the Shine Historic Preservation Board. And we were just chatting offline, and it's been really fun to have Don on because he wealth of knowledge um, on just all the different buildings and history here in Cheyenne. And we just, and he was, he was saying that, well, we were talking about one of the Facebook pages, which is a, and I don't remember the exact name of it, but it's, it's you know, you're from Cheyenne. If you remember, if you remember, there you go. <laughs> it's one of my favorite pages to, and you were saying you'd recently posted a couple of pictures there. Yeah, I was, I um, was looking at the uh, state archives um, site about uh, different buildings and areas that have been designated as historical and part of the they have the form that's the you know you submit to the national park service to get get your building you know listed but they also have pictures and they had a, a picture from the um i think it was the i think it was the late 70s or early early 80s of uh uh, Walls Schwinn Cyclery, um, and that that just brought back memories to me because I my first bike, you know, was from my there. dad bought me my first bike there. But uh, um, yeah. where where was Walls Schwinn Cyclery? Okay, um, well, what's the what's the auto parts store that's there off Cary? You know, I did see the picture. Seidel's. Seidel's. It was just to the west of Seidel's, right? Yeah. Yes. I saw I I yeah, because I um I, I've purchased parts from Sherry forever. I knew you, I from knew you know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, instantly because I think it's now his paint shop piece of his business. I believe. I was gonna. I I look at those and then I go and drive by to see. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. I I saw that picture pop up and I I was trying to think what did you post? What did you post? Because I remember as soon as you said Wall Schwinn, but yeah, so that was the bicycle shop. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I remember my my first bike I had purchased for me by by my parents was in Lenham, which is a little village six miles up the road from where I grew up, and it was a it was basically a hardware store and bicycle store. Yeah. And I still I can still smell the the oils and the the, the I, I don't remember the oil name three in one and it had a oh, unique man. smell to it yeah exactly <laughs> and you walked into that store and it smells of that stuff <laughs> <laughs> hey mine of course being in England I wasn't Schwinn's I was uh, Raleigh yeah 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 my, my, I was a Raleigh hustler I was terribly proud of it I had a, a three speed Sturmy Archer. Transmission. Mine, mine was a um, <laughs> Schwinn Continental, ten speed with the with the Ram handlebars. With, yeah, with the racing bars <laughs> on it. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> so ten speed being a derailleur type. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, and you know, preteen years back then, that's how you got around. I yeah, mean, absolutely. Same with us. Yeah, you didn't have a car, and mom and dad had didn't have any interest in driving you around, so. You had to have a bike, and you rode it all the time. And you rode it everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Past yeah. the fountain towards the airport. <laughs> With no soap in your hand at all. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I, that, as soon as you said that, uh, that uh, and it's a great picture that you posted, because I believe... That, 
it shows Seidel's still next to it, doesn't it? Right, yeah. I mean, Seidel's has been part of this town as an auto parts store, and it's probably, I think it's got to be one of the oldest auto parts stores that's still in existence. Yeah, I would think so. Um, that, and it's, uh, with the, the big box stores that are, are around now, it's it, it's easy to forget somebody like Jerry and what he's done down there, and the staff he's had there forever and ever and ever. And Rhonda, I've, I mean, I could hear her voice before she picks up the phone because I've been knowing <laughs> parts from there for, for so many years. <laughs> and he always, they they always had parts you couldn't find anywhere else and they catered to people who the big box stores are just not catered for. And the other thing is when you go into Seidel's, one of the great things of Seidel's is the people who are in there actually know about a car. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> rather than a blank look. <laughs> and that's not fair to everyone. I mean, Napa does a great job in this town as oh, well. Yeah. And of course, locally owned. Uh, Glenn, has done, Glenn and Tom and the, the family have just done a great job. In, uh, but those two are really my, 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 my auto parts places of choice because they've been here for so long and they've, they've looked after this town for many, many years. But yeah. Yeah. Well, that one was, yeah, I wasn't expecting that to go. That's great. <laughs> all righty, we've got to fit in all these breaks because been talking too much. So we're going to take another break, and we'll be right back here on AM650 KGAB. Your day weather forecast is brought to you by Bob Ruart Motors. Doing business without the hassle, all roads lead to BobRuartMotors.com. Good-looking weather conditions this Saturday. Temperatures comfortable near 80. Nighttime low is going to be in the low to mid-50s. It'll be dry with hazy, smoky skies and light to breezy northwest winds. Heating up Sunday back to near 90. Likewise, Monday looking to remain dry to mostly dry. It's a slight chance of an isolated storm. Lows, upper 50s. I'm meteorologist Mark Hewer. It was a goal that I wanted to achieve from the very beginning. I'm a 40-year-old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma. I wasn't sure if I could do it. It was very hard for me, but the teachers, the counselors, they help you. One of the teachers was Miss Araceli. Miss Araceli, she gave me direction. Every single time I had a question, she'll put down whatever she's doing and she'll come over and she'll sit there with you until you get it. At age 47, with the help of his teacher, Marco finished his high school diploma. 50% of getting your high school diploma is walking through those doors. The other 50% is doing the work. Getting your high school diploma, it is a life-changing experience. It really is. It catapults you to where you want to go. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. If wisdom teeth come in properly and meet the right conditions, they are generally safe to keep. But left unchecked, they can put you at risk for gum disease, tooth decay, and damage to adjacent teeth. Some wisdom teeth grow in at such an angle that they never break through the gum, which can lead to tooth decay, gum disease, cysts, and tumors. These impacted teeth can only be seen on x-rays so the damage they may cause can go undetected if they are not checked by a dental professional. Some people just don't have enough room for another tooth in their mouth. 
so their wisdom teeth can affect adjacent teeth when they come in. This can make it difficult to chew, difficult to keep them all clean, and misalign your teeth. Not all wisdom teeth need to be removed, but they all do need to be monitored by an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. Find a surgeon near you for a complete examination. If your wisdom teeth do need to be removed, the procedure can be done in an office setting with minimal post-operative pain and swelling. Remember, pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. Find your local oral and maxillofacial surgeon at myoms.org. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like? Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What? No, no, that doesn't work. I'm, I'm busy then. Decline. De decline. Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead, but you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Visit hls.wio.gov. Brought to you by Wyoming Office of Homeland Security, Wyoming Association of Broadcasters, FEMA, and the Ed Council. The motor guy back here on Cargo AM 650 KGAB. Every time that that rejoin song comes on, all I want to do is just like keep the. I know this isn't a music show, although we often have musicians on here, as many of you know. That is just one of my favorite favorite songs. I I like all of them you played today. <laughs> <laughs> well, yo, they, and again, I, I was said to you offline, and I anytime this comes up, I always quick memory of the 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 late great steve cooper who has been gone from us now for three years uh, and still miss him tremendously but without steve we wouldn't have these uh steve was the one who sat down and uh helped me get these all these bumper musics chosen and it it really changed the show when when that hey, it changes the whole feeling and i will be forever grateful for him for doing that and he he was a tremendous friend and uh, Music-wise, although um, a lot of people in this town just knew him as the King Morning Show guy for several years, and Coop was I'm the voice of rock radio up and down the Rockies and indeed all over the country for many, many years, and great, great man, much missed. Uh, anyway, 
don't you're something of a musician yourself and been involved in music in the local scene for a long time isn't that right oh yeah <laughs> is that what I gotta get out of you? <laughs> well, like I said, I started out in church choir with Bill Du Bois. <laughs> no, and um, uh, my mother made me take piano lessons, which I hated. You right? I didn't like them. And uh, when I was a kid, there was a show, Glenn Campbell Good Time Hour. Okay. And Glenn Campbell would have different guests on. But uh, and late in the show, they would s- kind of sit down in a circle and just play acoustic guitars. And my jaw dropped, and I said to my mom, "Do they have guitar lessons?" <laughs> <laughs> and so that was fifth grade or whatever. But <laughs> a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's uh, yeah. I'm. I've always. Like you talked about the Atlas Theater, I used to sing the uh, oleo acts between yep. the takes. I was in a two different barbershop quartets that sang. Oh, in great! There, so. <laughs> I've done all kinds of stuff. Done all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll jump back. Sorry, put you on the spot there, but so, um, we'll jump back to Shine Historic Preservation Board raising money tonight at cruise nights for it but one of the things that you guys do although you will not have them tonight but they will be available soon is the christmas ornaments yeah yeah well, this will be the third year um with the christmas ornament fundraiser and it's been been really successful we've been really happy with it and we've gotten you know great reception from the public um the first one was the capitol building and that coincided with the reopening yeah, the and the re- rededication of that. And um, uh, we did the depot last year. Yep. <laughs> um, which, um, like we've discussed, there's there's plenty of interest out there. Rail, railroad enthusiasts, they're always they're always ready to go. Yes, they are. They're slightly rabid, even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this but uh, this year's ornament will feature the fountain. Which is wonderful. I just I just found out about this uh, myself, so I, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, um, and a member of the board, uh, Gary Sims, is the one that designs has designed all three. Okay, he does a great great job. He and, sure does. Uh, he uh, he likes to put little little uh, uh, secret things in there. So we talked about soap in the fountain. If you when you when you buy your ornament or two or three ornaments all four or five yeah if, if you look if you look down to one corner there's bubbles spilling over <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great did he really do that yeah yeah because oh. he, he had this he had the same comment he'd talk, you know bring up the fountain and somebody says well i put soap in that time <laughs> <laughs> and so we have bubbles as part of the ornament yes. that is great now one of the things about the ornaments is they are very limited I mean, the last couple have been what seven hundred and fifty total made. Yeah, last year I think it was seven fifty and sold out. Sold out the first year. Yeah, um, we ordered more this year, so. Uh, but still, but, fairly limited number, um, and great Christmas gifts, particularly for people who may have listened to Cargab and now know all about this fountain and the bubbles. So now, when you get your Christmas ornament, you're going to have to look <laughs> for the bubbles. <laughs> you're right. So they aren't unfortunately going to be available tonight at cruise nights. However, if somebody wants ornaments, how are they going to be able to buy them? Um, watch for uh, the city always does um, uh, press release 
when we get them. Um, we uh, we cooperate with a number of businesses and um, uh, locations in town that that uh, resell them for us. Yep. Um, and we'll have all that all that detail available. Is the Cheyenne Depot still going to be handling those for you? Um, they have. They did last year, so yeah, we yeah, I'm sure anticipate they will they'll do this year too. Yeah, yeah. And, and Donna does such a great job in that yeah. store. And that store, when I first was involved in the depot, that was really an extension of the Old West Museum store. Um, and in the negotiations between the two boards, it ended up becoming a true railroad store. Um, depot store and uh, since Donna has taken over it has just gone just to great heights I'm just so proud of any time I walk in there no it's it's real cool um, for those of you who don't realize that we have a Shine Depot Museum store because every time I mention it it seems like somebody goes I didn't know that was there <laughs> well it is there and it is wonderful um, so please uh, uh, as you're getting ready for, I hate to mention the holidays so early because we're months <laughs> away but we are talking about Christmas ornaments so um, do remember the Cheyenne Depot Museum store uh, remembering that anything you purchase there those profits go right back into that building uh, and that's a, a huge part of what sustains that building and I always remember, remind people at this point that that building is not run by the city it is not city funded that is funded by the rentals of the various parts of the building be it the accomplished restaurant or the various economic development cheyenne chamber visit cheyenne etc etc um and then when you go out on a friday night and you have a beer down at the plaza watching the various bands that money from that beer that you purchase goes right into sustaining that building um, it, it is literally, a, 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 and this is something that any of my English audience will approve of, I'm guessing, because it is a building that is sustained by beer. The reason <laughs> I say that, that they will like it, is because a few years ago, the um, one of the British Railroad Societies got together and they rebuilt, or didn't rebuild, they built from scratch a brand new steam engine. And it was built by going around all the pubs in Britain and saying, donate a beer to us. And that's how they paid for it. Huh. So <laughs> history can be sustained by beer and many other <laughs> things, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I heard some story about people getting vaccinated for free beer. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, you no, never know. Yeah, whatever it takes at this point. <laughs> but, you know, it has... Uh, the ornaments, the, the deeper museum, what you've done with the fountain, the historic districts, getting people to recognize that there are historic districts. And that, uh, get out and walk around the town. For those of you who may never have been in China and never walked around the various historic districts, I'm, they're all great. But the one that I would say, if you've only got a couple of hours, a few hours in town and you're coming through, what do you think, Rainsford? That yeah. to me is what jumps to my mind right Yeah, away. yeah, yeah, right. Um, right around um, Holiday Park there. Yeah. Holiday Park, 18th, uh, some of the buildings there, um, the Nagel Warren Mansion, and, and really should not talk about the historic things here without mentioning the late Jim Osterfoss, who did so, such an amazing job with that building for so long. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it, it, when you come to Cheyenne, 
take a walk through that it's probably a, a if you were to walk around all the buildings what 30 minutes 40 minutes yeah depending on how long you stare at them because you can stare at a couple of these buildings for longer <laughs> than that just in themselves they really are they really are special and it's a we're very fortunate to be in a relatively small city well it, it is a small city with with some of the historic buildings really fine historic buildings that we have so look at this well i better take another break and we for more information or a store near you Nick the Motor Guy back here on Car Gap, AM 650 KGAB. We've got about eight minutes left of the show today. If you'd like to call in, 632 6500 1-888-503-6500. We talked about the ornaments. Um, you, you, you're going to have to look at, if you have a look at last year's ornament, do with that on this year's ornament as well i'm not going to share it because that's uh it'll be it's hopefully it'll create some smiles when you find them (laughs) the ornaments again are going to be available any day they haven't arrived yet um but uh the city will be doing an announcement there will be various stores uh if you don't mind once they're available maybe calling into the show on a saturday if you've got a few minutes just let me know that they're, they're available sure. so i can get that out there to no folks. that'd be great um i'd love to help any way i can um 25 bucks right yeah for a unique ornament full of cheyenne history that's and, great yeah and all the funds go towards uh, um things like the fountain yeah historic preservation projects so. yeah and I know that you're working on the on uh, the next project. I mean, the, the, you probably still got the the recovery from the fountain because I know it's been a that's been a tremendously long, long and difficult route for you guys. But uh, you've achieved it, and we're going to celebrate that tonight with Jan Cruz night. So I'm just I'm thrilled to have had you on. I really am. Thank you. It's been great. Yeah. Thank you. And and um, we're we're happy that cruise night. It's featured us so it's uh and they and they're going to be at the corner 25th and central with buckets um sounds like we're gonna be a little short-handed on some of your board that are out of town so make sure you go across and meet don and the folks from the shine historic preservation board chat to them about what they do why they do it it's when you're cruising tonight extend up through uh up to eighth go look at the fountain park in the parking lot walk across it's just so cool um and it's part of what cruise night celebrates cruise nights since we got it since doug and i and debbie got it started again um and we've had this regular thing happy every week supporting our non-profits has been celebrating our town our downtown area our history our restaurants please remember those restaurants they've they've had an easier year 
simply because people are able to get out again but they've got a lot of recovery so please look at support our local restaurants we have some new ones opening we've got some changes in old ones the albany with their new owners as of uh, this week i believe um the plains the plains uh, hotel restaurant has reopened under independent ownership in there uh so go in and try that out i'm hearing some really really great things so that would be one to try out tonight. So of course, the Tortilla Factory is all the way on the south side of town. So you can extend your cruising out there <laughs> and then extend your cruising north. And as you are going down central, stick your hand out the window with some money in it and drop in the bucket for the Cheyenne Historic Preservation Board. <laughs> We're going Keep it local, Cheyenne. Stop in today for the best selection or visit terrahonda.com. I'm Tiffany. I have some tips for you on how to quit smoking like I did. First, I did some reading about it. I found a lot of great advice on how to quit smoking and picked out the ways I thought would work best for me. I started by setting a quit date. Then I threw out my ashtrays, lighters, and matches. I did other things too, like exercising more, and it worked. But I'd still get cravings, especially on long car rides. To help me with that, I put a picture of my mother in my car. She died of lung cancer from smoking cigarettes when I was only 16. Now I have a 16-year-old daughter. That picture of my mother reminds me that I don't want to miss all the things my daughter is going to do in her life, including turning 17. You can quit. For free help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. Check out my new time machine. Does it work? Hit the button. Hey, it's Napoleon. Oui. Check out the future. Hey, you have a nice house. Why don't I? You didn't save any money, buddy. If only there was a way I could go back in time and fix that. Yeah. Save something for the future. Put away a few bucks. Feel like a million bucks. For free ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. back on Cargab for about another minute and 15 seconds before the news takes over. Yes, we're at the end of the show today. Don, thank you so much for coming on today. I've had a lot of fun. Uh, oh, thank you, Nick. Um, again, thank you to the whole board for what you guys do. If there's ever anything that you want chatted about, let me know. I mean, if you can't make it down, we can do it over the phone. Oh, sure. Um, I'd love to support any projects that you do in the history of the history of Shane. Thank you for the, the description of the fountain for those folks who aren't here and have never seen it. Um, it's, it's, it's really been fun to learn about it. 
Um, and tonight, cruise night starting, well, whenever you want to start, 5.30, 6 o'clock till whenever. Please come down, throw a few dollars in the bucket to the Cheyenne Preservation Board and come and uh, take a look at the fountain. Should be a great evening. Everybody take care, be careful. And we'll be back to speak to you on CarGab next week. Bye-bye. infrastructure proposal overcomes a key procedural hurdle in the Senate. I'm Pam Puso, Fox News. And Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer says they'll take as long as they have to to get it passed. We can get this done the easy way or the hard way. It's in either case, the Senate will stay in session until we finish our work. The Senate's Republican leader, Mitch McConnell, appears poised for a long process. He believes opponents to the bill deserve to be heard. This isn't exactly the bill I would have written on my own in my office, and 99 of my colleagues would say the very same thing. Despite several speed bumps, the legislation is on track to pass. Lots of fact-finding is on the agenda in upstate New York as the Albany County Sheriff's Department investigates a criminal complaint filed by a former aide against Governor Andrew Cuomo. The sheriff says the investigation is in its infancy and will not be rushed. Earlier this week, a report outlined nearly a dozen allegations of sexual harassment against the governor. Across the country, new COVID-19 cases are rising, and one of the states leading the way is Texas, where officials say infected migrants continue to cross the border. Many are being held in Donna, Texas. Border Patrol source telling Fox News that as of Thursday, there were 5,300 people inside with between 40 and 60 migrants in each pod. That is well above the COVID-19 recommended restriction of just 10 per pod. Fox's Bill Malusion. COVID-19 booster shots haven't been approved in the U.S., but that hasn't stopped people from getting them. One woman with asthma and a liver condition tells the AP she got a third dose simply by telling a clinic that it was her first shot. It's believed hundreds of people have received a third shot. America's listening to Fox News. It's Brett Larson inviting you to download and listen to the new daily Fox on Tech podcast. There's part of a colorful late 90s iMac on Mars. It's an idea that seems a lot like Kickstarter called Build It. This isn't the first time we've heard about North Korea hackers trying to get a leg up on COVID-19, a range that was used for satellite TV service in the 70s. Get the latest trends in technology, cybersecurity alerts, and gadget news daily. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Connect to Fox News Audio on the Fox News app. Listen to hear your favorite hosts like Brian Kilmeade, Jimmy Fallon, and Guy Benson standing up for what's right live and via podcast. Just click listen, then swipe right and hear the latest news updates on your time. And scroll down to hear the latest podcasts from Fox News. And it's even easier to listen in the car with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Get programming alerts and notifications. Fox News Audio is on the Fox News app. The Voices America Trusts. Downloaded now. For a fourth straight weekend, protesters are out in Paris and other French cities. They're opposed to a rule compelling healthcare workers to get vaccinated against COVID-19. They're also against a health pass that would allow access to restaurants, cultural sites, and even hospitals for non-emergencies. 
There's pushback from police officers in San Francisco who don't want to be vaccinated against COVID-19. We'll quit. That's what many in the sheriff's department in San Francisco are threatening to do if forced to get the COVID-19 vaccine. In a statement on its Facebook page, the union representing the sheriff's deputy said that about 160 of the 600 sheriff employees are saying they won't roll up their sleeves due to religious or other beliefs. They said they'd rather wear masks. A mandate issued by the city last month says that all city employees who work in jails or other high-risk settings are required to be vaccinated or risk losing their jobs. City officials are denouncing the union's position, especially in the wake of the Delta variant of the coronavirus, which has forced a return to indoor mask mandates. Karen McHugh, Fox News. History made at the Summer Games in Tokyo. There's a new record holder for the most decorated American track and field Olympian. Allison Felix won her 11th medal on Saturday, winning gold as part of the victorious U.S. 4x400 relay team. That breaks a tie with Carl Lewis. Seven of Felix's career medals are gold, and she is the most decorated woman in Olympic track history. Long-distance runner Pavo Nurmi of Finland holds the overall record with the 12 he won in the 1920s. Elsewhere during the games on Saturday, the U.S. men's basketball team won gold by beating France. The women's water polo team beat Spain for gold. And the U.S. baseball team won silver after losing 2 to nothing to host Japan in the gold medal game. Fox's Kevin Yaretsky. The games close tomorrow. I'm Pam Fuso, Fox News.